Coming live from Los Angeles, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Kim Jara Witting, Whittington, Chief Brand Strategist and Founder and CEO of Evolve Global Marketing. And we'll be talking to her about how to use story-based marketing to get more sales. First, welcome to the show, Kim Jara. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you for your time to join us. So help us understand what is this, you know, story-based marketing concept? Yeah. So most people buy different than what we think they buy um they don't buy the best products and services they don't buy the ones that are made the best they don't buy the ones that actually you know function and work they buy ones that are communicated clear and so what story-based marketing is is learning how to leverage the power of storytelling to drive sales and revenue to your business. And so what that means is positioning your brand different than you've done it in the past. It's positioning you as the guide and then talking and communicating to your customer in a way that allows them to win or become the hero. Most businesses do the opposite. So that's what story-based marketing flips it around to. Okay, so, so brands which are communicating through Different mediums today, brands, companies, small businesses, products, services, whenever they are communicating through different tools of marketing, aren't they also communicate, communicating through a story, either whether it's an advertisement, a social media campaign, or any other campaign that they are doing? Yeah, so, so the message, so story-based marketing is really taking storytelling out into the world. Okay, so what most businesses do is they say, here's who I am, here's how great I am, here's why you should use me. Um, and it, people don't actually buy that way. They want to they want to they want to know that you get them and that you can solve a problem for them. That's why they're gonna buy from you. And so, yes, it goes out into social media and it's gonna go onto your website and it's gonna go into your email marketing. It's changing how you communicate from sending an email to someone and saying, Here's how great I am. Don't you want to buy my products and services too? Here's how uh, how you are facing your life or business and what you're struggling with. And I get it. And I can help solve that problem. And here's how. Okay. Okay, Kimjira. But tell me one thing. In case of businesses who are doing well, uh, but they still may have something, you know, left to do. How do they know uh, that there is something left to do, that their story still can be made better. They are already in the hands of a very good marketing agency, advertising agency. Mm -hmm. And if in those cases, uh, people who are not having enough lead generation or sales, even how do they know it's the story that has the problem and not their sales effort? So can you tell it for... Mm -hmm. uh, small businesses as well as larger organizations. Yeah. So I would say for small businesses, what you'll the questions you would want to ask yourself is if I were to read my website or I were to look at my social media account, um, website's a great place to, to kind of really leverage this. 
look at your website and say, does somebody who doesn't know what I do understand what I do from reading my website? Is it telling a story? If it is not, and you can't say clearly and consistently, I know exactly what you do and exactly how you're gonna help me, then your messaging has a problem. Another way to figure that out is, if you're getting a lot of bounces on your website, right? People are coming in and they're not spending a lot of time or, you know, and they're not clicking and engaging and do, taking the action you want them to take to do business with you. They're not, you know, clicking to book a call or buy um, a product or, um, you know, enroll in a course. If they're not doing that, then you know there's a problem with your messaging strategy. It might not be your, your concept. Um, sales is different, right? Sales is, you know, the 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 flow that you have coming in so you know email marketing can help with that online engagement um building um out more um unique positioning in the market can help with that so that would, that's what i'd say for small businesses and then did you also want me to describe it for larger size companies okay yeah 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 please okay so for larger size companies what it comes down to is differentiation in the market um, and it comes down to unique positioning as well as storytelling. So those three things have to go together. And for um, medium to larger size companies, a lot of times, again, they're very good because they have a, maybe a focused brand, but they don't actually tell a story within their messaging. And some large companies can get away with that. Like we know our big brands, Nike, Apple, Audi, like, you know, depending upon what industry you're in, you know, your big brands, Toyota, you know, you can go to the website and you know, you're going to buy a car and you don't need a whole lot of messaging in that, but they use storytelling very effectively in their ad campaigns and other things they do. Um, but for medium and smaller size businesses, it's about leveraging that differentiation and telling a story that's relatable. Right, right. Bigger brands, they are known uh, for their products, for their services, and they are already known. So people know that mm -hmm. uh, what what they are take, getting from them and who they are dealing with. But it's smaller businesses. So for smaller businesses or medium-sized businesses, uh, what should they focus on? Should they focus on product services or should they focus uh, more on storytelling? Uh, how, how much percentage should be? 50-50? Or 70, 30, how does it work for them? You know, it's not really, I can't really tell you what percentage it would be right now without knowing the business, understanding what's happening within that business. So what I do is I specialize in branding and create in really creating um, and creating your influence as a brand amongst your competitors, amongst your market, right? So we have to leverage that influence in an industry. And this is not influence like influencers on TikTok that are or YouTube or any of that. This is creating an influential, unique brand that is going to capture the attention because the way you're going to market is different. And so to, I, I can't give you like an actual percentage. What I can tell you is it's very easy for me if I were to be given a website to just take a look at okay. it or told okay. about a brand and I looked at all their accounts on social media and their website to see, are they consistent? Is there one clear message that I can tell what they're about? Branding is about being relatable and memorable and repeatable. So if you have those aspects in your brand and I can see that across and I easily know what you do and I know how you're helping me and why you're relevant, then you're doing a great job. 
then it's probably like you were saying, it's probably more sales, right? Like who's, how is the sales process happening? But if, if that's a hot mess, like I go over, you know, to Pinterest and it says one thing and LinkedIn says another and your website says something else. And I don't really even know what I'm supposed to do or how you help me. That's where you have a you have a big problem, because if 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 somebody doesn't understand what you're about and how you're going to help them, they're never going to buy from you. Right. Right. Now, in terms of, you know, telling your story, uh, should they be cautious that they they don't amount to, you know, uh, trumpeting their, their uh, you know, great about their product beyond what the product is in terms of a story and leading to loss of brand equity does is there a caution for them there i'm so sorry it, it is it is okay it makes it makes for some you know for it it's a podcast it's a real show real life about real real people and real conversations and and you know everybody is invited it's the FedEx guy. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So can you repeat your question? Yes. I, my question is that for smaller businesses, smaller brands, uh, on the name of, in the name of storytelling and a better storytelling, is there something to be cautious about that they are, you know, trumpeting about their products and services a way bit too much than it is required? Uh, it, it, will that lead to loss of equity if they do it, overdo it? No, you can't overdo it. And here's why. Again, you need to be memorable and repeatable, right? Brands that you, that you think of what they do and you instantly know the name, that's when you've really become a brand, right? And you're... Okay. Brand is not built by a company. Brand is actually built by your audience. They have control over your brand. And so what you want is a brand that people automatically think of you. So for example, when you think of online video um, you know, conversations, Zoom has become a household name. It probably wasn't necessarily before COVID, but now it is. So that's what you're looking for, right? You think of iPhones and you think of Apple. Um, so you want that household name. And so you can't overdo that. But what you can do is you can talk too much about yourself. That's where people, brands get in trouble. They position their brand as the hero of the story. And they say, here's how great I am. Look what I did. Here's how, look at this amazing thing. And they continue to do that over and over again. And people tune you out. Okay. So you mean the brand persona yeah you know the the consumer the consumer should be at the center of their story mm -hmm. correct okay yep okay so if the customer is okay. the center no. of the story then you know they're relating to your brand and they feel like they get it okay okay so in terms of your marketing principles mm -hmm. uh Kimjira, you talk about your seven simple marketing principles your special tips can you share with our audience please yeah so one of the most important things that you want to do in developing and looking at storytelling in your messaging specifically so this is not your brand build but your message is to look at 
you know, how are you um, communicating effectively? So you want to look at who are you serving? So you want to understand your target audience. How are you uniquely positioned to serve them and get them what they want? So you have to define what that is. Um, you're going to look at the problem that they face. So I like to think of it like if you can come up with the one main single problem that is getting in the, them in the, in the way of getting what they want, um, what is that? And then that way you can start building a messaging strategy around that. Um, next is you want to be able to show who you are as a company or an individual if you're a personal brand. So you want to communicate about yourself, but very specifically with empathy and authority. So you want to position yourself as the guide. Okay. And then lastly, you want to make sure that you're calling them to take action with a very strategic plan that is incredibly simple, right? When I say strategic, I'm not talking about big and huge. I'm talking about three simple steps, right? Okay. Um, that you're giving them a plan that will end in success or failure. And all those components go together to create incredible story-based messaging. Okay. Okay, Kimjira. And in terms of, you know, when we were talking about the website, then, you know, almost every brand, every small business nowadays have a website. But the good website, small website, mm -hmm. uh, not so good website, but everybody has this issue of lead generation and making mm -hmm. sales through their website. Mm -hmm. So how can they do it? How can they get their website to produce more leads and sales and answer the big question for them? Yeah. So really it's what, when I look at a website, the first thing I do is I, I would give you a couple, a couple pointers. Number one, is it clear? Are you calling people? Number two, are you calling people to take action? I, I am shocked at how many websites out there have so many different calls to action and they're very passive, right? Okay. All over the website, it's learn more and, you know, get in touch. And it's just very passive instead of what do you want? The one thing you want them to do, I want them to book a call or I want them to buy today or I want them to shop. You know, what do you want them to do that's going to get you money? So that's the second thing. And I would say probably the third that's really important is make sure that your visual brand is aligning with what you're doing. So imagery on a website is incredibly important. And you want to make sure that your website is not only telling a story, but that it has visual elements that match that story. Okay. Okay. Now in terms of, you know, products and services, product companies still know that, that the cost that they have for a particular product and accordingly they can do their markup and they can still have a price for that. They can know that. But in terms of services, now every uh, every company has different price points and they have that flexibility to, you know, less it or make it go, make it higher. How should service businesses package their, you know, services mm -hmm. and price that they are relevant to the market as well as they are not, you know, uh, un undercutting themselves. Yeah. So packaging and pricing is huge for service-based businesses. And I, and I love, I specialize in that and creating that, that uniqueness about your service because services today in a lot of industries have become commodities, right? right? With the internet, you can find all kinds of information out there. So people don't think they actually need an expert, but we have incredible experts in all of these fields that we do need. 
Um, so the most important thing is to find a way to package where you're not trading time for money. When you trade time for money, it's very difficult for people, especially in marketing, to know exactly how they're going to do business with you. And it's not good for your business, right? Because you only have so many hours in the day. So you want to package for value and the expertise that you have and, and put that in a simple, clear way for them so they understand why they're going to be purchasing or working with you. And I like to think of services as products. I don't think of them as services. I think it's a mind shift that we all need to have in business when we sell services. Um, you're selling a product and you need to package it and in, in a formatic way that allows people to get everything they need in that one thing that you're doing for them. Okay. So can you, can you explain about this particular don't trade time with money? What, mm -hmm. can, can you help us uh, yeah. understand better? Yeah. So most service-based um, firms and professionals, freelancers, um, you know, yeah, can think wealth management, accounting, et cetera. If you're, if you're a smaller business, you're most likely saying, I will do this for this much per hour, right? Okay. So you're trading time for money. I will work for $50 an hour and do these things for you. And I'll work 10 hours a week. You only have so much capacity. So there's no way to right. scale a business that way. And so what we want to do is as service business owners is to look at how we're going to market and look at what we provide and what does somebody need in its entirety so you're not nickel and diming people and put that together at a package rate, at a monthly rate. So you're not trading time for money any longer. You're trading time for value. Right. It's all about giving value to your clients. So yeah. talking about value, let me talk about your company, Evolve. Uh, evolve global marketing it provides a lot of value to its clients and so just tell us a bit more about your company you know and if we how people can it's a global world so how people can contact you take mm -hmm. help of your sure. advice thank you yeah so evolve global marketing um we specialize in storytelling and that's kind of the main focus so um, we create brands as the foundational element, and it's that messaging strategy, that overall unique positioning of a brand. And then we create stories and messaging in marketing. So that might be through a website, through automated sales funnels and email marketing, might be through your uh, course creation for your expertise. But we really help take you and create, make you an industry influencer and not just another company or another service provider. Um, so you can visit my website at evolveglobalmarketing.com. I'm a story brand certified guide through Donald Miller. I am on his advisory board. I'm a business coach through him. And I'm also level C certified, which is Marty Neumeyer's ZAG brand process. And I kind of combine all these strategies together. I've worked with startups, up to $500 million companies and everything in between. Right, right. And how they can con contact you? Is there a uh, some yeah? So you can we'll go right to my website, evolveglobalmarketing.com. and um, you can if you are interested in um, talking about your marketing, getting an assessment, wanting you know to to maybe do some new messaging and storytelling, um, you can book right on my website. I have buttons on there that say book a no pressure marketing call. Click the button, pick a time. Would love to connect with you and see if I can provide some value to you. Great, great. I'll also put 
that information also in the YouTube description so that it helps people connect mm -hmm. you directly. So thank you very much, thank Kim Jara Whittington. Whittington for your time <laughs> on this show. It's been great, you know, take, uh, with all these tips and strategies that you shared. I'm sure a lot of people will benefit out of it. Thank you note, so much. Thank you. Thanks on for having note, me. On this note, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much.